Welcome to Head Trauma Pod, where we talk about movies inspired by true crimes. I am Brianna. We have with us Christy and Mike and Kathy. And today we'll be talking about Pamela Smart. Uh, before we get into that, uh, Pamela Smart, that was uh, 1990, so I have some facts from 1990. Uh, Danny Harold Rawling, which we have mentioned before in the podcast, um, known as the Gainesville Ripper, was an American serial killer who murdered five students in Gainesville, Florida, over four days in August 1990. Um, he's a serial killer who inspired Scream. Um, Misery, Ghost, Edward Scissorhands, It, starring Tim Curry, they all released in 1990. Banger year. Yeah, big yeah. year. Big yeah. year. That's oh, it. That's it? Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're talking. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, to, like Bree said, today we're talking about Pamela Smart um, to set up for next week when we'll talk about the movie loosely based on the story called To Die For with Nicole Kidman. Um, so the way I set it up is I'm going to tell you the story based on how it was released in the media. And then at the end, I have some um, facts about Greg because... I got to a point where I didn't want to talk about Pamela anymore. So anyway, <laughs> which uh, for our listeners, so you know, the reason I'm doing Pamela Smart is because even though Aunt Kathy has always loved true crime, she hated Pamela Smart from the start and had no interest in learning about this. <laughs> oh, I knew all about her. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> She's a scumbag. Oh, yeah, I said it. Okay. I mean, she really was a mm -hmm. scumbag. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, all killers are. I'm not just, you know. I'm, but I was like, really? Really? Way to manipulate people. How annoying food. was that with it, like, on the news all the time? Well, you guys were around when that one was going on, right? It is 1990, so we were all, yeah, so like. I was just born. I mean, I was watching, <laughs> you know, Nickelodeon. More, right. more, more than anything. I, you were watching, you know, I double was actually dares. in um, Frankfurt, Germany. Oh, so that what you you didn't even know what she was doing over here. <laughs> Z Germ no. you were you were hanging out with Z Germans. Z Germans. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I was uh, living on base in Frankfurt, and the only German I knew was instead of Chus, I said shoes. Instead of Donkey Shane, I said donkey shorts. <laughs> <laughs> You were. I mean, it's logical leap. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> I'm gonna say hello to people by saying donkey shorts, donkey, donkey shorts. shorts, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, she was just. It was all over the news, and you know, she's trying to deflect everything away from her. And I, I think I can't remember, but there was some kind of photos that came out, and it was like. Hi, you're dead to rights there, sister. You're giving negligee photos to what 16 year olds or however old these boys it, were that they don't think with the part above their neck, they think with the part below their neck. So they're going to go do whatever. So I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to, I don't want to deal with her. I'll talk about Jack the Ripper, everybody else that's really heinous, but she's heinous in her own way. So, what was the, the the thing that really rubbed you the wrong way about her? I mean, I mean, I know obviously she's heinous, but like, is it, is it because she was manipulating young 
boys? Is that what it was? Yeah, that I, I what really, really bothered me is that um just get a divorce. Okay. You don't have to kill the guy. Just get a divorce. But she wanted to keep this big facade up. And I think that's what really bugged me about her. That, you know, oh, I don't know what happened. And oh my God, and my poor husband. And she planned the whole thing. And and then she got these these young men who, yes, they killed him. And it doesn't make it right that they did it, but they were just like so manipulated by her that when you would see it on on the news, these they were kids, they were like babies taken away in handcuffs, and and she's still trying to skate. And I thought, now their whole life is ruined because of this woman. I, how old was she at the time? Like she was 24. 24, 20, yeah, 24. She was 24. She had just graduated college. Right. Wow. Oh my God. Well, she was a baby too. I mean, now that I'm getting on, up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but you know, just get a divorce. Why yeah. did you even get married? If you wanted to well, bop your students, go ahead. She money. like Mary, Marianne Letourneau. That's another one that I'm just like, ugh. She, Same she, deal. Yeah. She passed away though, but she didn't kill anybody. But I mean, that was another one of, come on. Right. Stop it. It's um, uh, had uh Bree and Mike had either one of you heard of it before? I mean the, the first time I heard about it, it was um you know to die to die for you know and then I and then I found out that it was uh cuz one of the the film to die for I can't remember uh 95 it was like 5 years after right? Mm-hmm. Um That's actually a quick turnover for these movies. <laughs> it is. I mean yeah. and they're getting well they're getting quicker and quicker now, yeah. you know. Um with these, you know, even not the true crime but like the the biopics you know they're they're turning around even faster now but uh, yeah i remember in 1995 uh i was in you know nicole uh kidman it was you know uh, i just remember she was on my radar i thought she was attractive and then when that movie came out i was just like okay and that was like one of the first times i was like oh this is a movie based off of a true crime you know so i i, I do remember that but uh i when it was going on in the news i mean i wasn't really watching news i think for all the stuff that you let us watch, you know, and dad let us watch, uh, mom, it was, uh, you guys are pretty good about <clears throat> keeping us away from the the news and, and the stuff, because I think, you know, it, 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 you knew it would kind of upset us or something like that. Or we, we, we maybe we were we, like, you're trying to keep our innocence in that regard, you know? Right. I mean, yes, you guys, you know, years later, I find out, oh my God, we watched this movie when I was only 10. I didn't know you watched it. Right. But if I go to bed and you throw a tape in. Yeah, you guys were just doing your rentals. And I was just like, well, you can't watch this one. Oh, well, now I'm going to, you know. Right, right. <laughs> so, and then the minute yeah. we go to sleep, he's. Oh, you guys, up. you guys. I mean, you guys, I, I didn't sleep. I knew what you were doing. You guys, but, you guys would go to bed and I would be, you know, supposed mm-hmm. to be in my room and I would go watch movies. That's right. What I did. Right. So, I'm. yeah, we would try to. Um, I don't know why. Why would you have a little kid be watching the news anyway? It would be like a child watching the news now with everything that's going on in the world. They don't need to know sure. all these horrible things that are happening on the planet. Just their little universe is, oh, I get to go to grammar school and maybe I'll bring cupcakes. You know, let's keep it on a nice level here. And uh, I, I just, yeah, she just bothers me. The person, and I think I watched 10 minutes of an interview, a jailhouse interview with her, and I just went click. 
but oh, you are so full of shit. Yeah, she was in one the documentary series that Bree and I watched on her. She was interviewed a lot in it, and yes. I was really like, fast forward, fast forward, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, please stop talking. I mean, yeah. I watched it all with all her talking, which was a waste of time. But <laughs> um, right. yeah, she she is full. Of well, what, 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 uh, Chrissy, what were some of the things that she would, you know, I know you said you don't want to get into it too much, but what were some of the things that she was kind of saying when it, when it first came out from, from through your research? Uh, she, uh, I'll, I'll get into it. Bree, have you, had you heard of it before yet? Um, I had heard bits and pieces of people talking about it, but I don't remember ever seeing anything about it. I just remember it being mentioned here and there. Um, but yeah, I really didn't know much about it at all. And then I had never seen the movie To Die For uh, before this. So. Did you like it? I did like it. I we'll talk about would. it more in the it's next like episode. But yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a good, it's an entertaining film. Yeah. So. Yeah, that documentary on Netflix was good, though. It was very informational. They did interview her a lot. And I agree with Christy. She's full of it. Um, the end of it. She's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Just yeah. still to this she day has in prison. She a whole website. It's PamelaSmart.org yeah. where people can go on and like sign it to get her released. Like she's like campaigning for herself. Well, no one else is going to do it. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> true. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, was, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the whole time I watched it, I was like, ugh. <laughs> it's gross. That's it, gross. Uh, yeah, Mike, I didn't mean to, but I, oh, no I have like the whole transcript of part of when she was being recorded without her knowledge. And so don't <laughs> worry, I'll get into what she's saying. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say that's the meat and potatoes of this right here. It is the meat and potatoes of this. Yeah. yeah so, um, on May 1st, 1990, Pamela came home from a meeting at work to find that her condo had been ransacked and her husband, Greg, was murdered in this just one week before Pam and Greg's one year wedding anniversary. So they had only been married for a year at this point. Yeah, yeah. less than a year. Uh, police officials said the crime scene looked disrupted or looked like a bur burglary and he was only 24 years old, which is, I think, something that gets lost in when people talk about this. Like, that's so young. That's so mm -hmm. sad. Um, so Pamela met Greg while she was visiting a New Hampshire over Christmas break in 1986. Um, she was the maiden of metal on like a radio station, even though she didn't look like she was like a metalhead. And Pam ended up liking Greg because Greg had like really long like rocker hair um, and wanted to like get with, you know, the rocker guy because she's the maiden of metal. Um and then in 1989, they got married and uh, Greg moved to Florida to live with Pam for her senior year. And then shortly after that, they moved to New Hampshire. So they had only lived in New Hampshire for like six months. They hadn't even lived there for very long. Yeah. So, I mean, did they did they get into why they moved? Or? So his family was in New Hampshire and they wanted to like 
his dad worked in insurance and so he got like a hair he cut off his rocker hair he became an insurance salesman i think she had some family in new hampshire too since that's where she had met him during christmas and so it was just kind of like the natural thing to do but that that's not what she signed up for right she wanted a rocker dude yeah she wanted the rocker dude kathy if you see these kids when they were handcuffing them and bringing them in, they all had the long hair. They all looked disheveled. That's exactly they the bad. The bad they were boys. like the little bad boys. Yep. They're little boys. That she needed her rocker dude back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so they were the troubled kids that were always causing mm -hmm. problems. And yeah, so Greg becomes an upstanding citizen and starts selling insurance, and that's not what she wants. Then <laughs> divorce him. <laughs> No. Well, they were known um, in the uh, neighborhood for throwing crazy parties, like with tons of drugs and alcohol. And so at first, the police actually thought that it was like a drug deal gone wrong because they had a reputation for doing that. So they were still partying. He just didn't have that hair anymore. She Got needed it. that hair. <laughs> So uh, Pam took a job as a media coordinator at a high school. So she wasn't technically a teacher. Teacher, She was more like, um, I know at Brianna in my high school, we had someone who was like a theater coordinator that didn't really work for the school, but like was there and put on all the plays and everything. It was, mm -hmm. it was something more like that. Got it. Um, I mean, working in the school districts, uh, yeah, they have a lot of outside people come in for like the specialty stuff like that, or they have someone in downtown administration that that runs it for you know at particular campuses or whatever. They're, or there's a team that does it. So yeah. Oh. Okay. They're not they're not technically teachers, but yeah. I am. I might want to talk to you outside of this about that because I'm like. I'm so confused about anyone who works at a school who doesn't have a degree. <laughs> oh, uh, the majority of the people in the district are usually don't have degrees. That's if, crazy. You know. Yeah. I mean, the only people that have degrees are probably the teachers and the principals on campus, you know, and, and then uh, a lot of, you know, I, I will now with media and stuff like that there, you have to have a degree to get into that job like that. But um, like, but Bree, we need to get some of that non teacher nine to five summers off job stuff. <laughs> you do. Yeah, you do. You do. Go we could do the theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bunch of true crime yeah. uh, Broadway shows. You can get, you guys can start an army and you can start. <laughs> going to do their first production, musical production of To Die For. There you go. There you go. We could do Sweeney Todd. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh in a or so yeah they were known to have crazy parties and when the police were there they actually found a marijuana cigarette in uh -huh. greg's car and uh -oh. so they immediately thought that they were just involved with the shadiest of people and this was a drug deal gone wrong can we can we put a pin in that real quick how fucking nuts is it that from the 1990s a marijuana cigarette you are an automatic scumbag. Now everyone doesn't go down the street and buy whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> it's insane how that has changed. Well, the government figured out they can make money on it. Yeah, that's true. 
How did who who would have thunk? Got out before. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you look at Amsterdam? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I like I liked your dealer hands there, Mom. <laughs> they weren't lost on me. You know, People right. listening. Cap, <laughs> <laughs> no sly handshakes over here for me, Kathy Roth. Well, hey, when the cops pulled you over, you had a like, hey, got nothing on me, babe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so two days after Greg's murder. Pam called Bill Spencer, an investigative TV reporter. Um, oh, sorry. It's two days after the funeral to tell him that Greg's death was not due to a drug deal gone bad. And she wanted to clear that rumor in a live interview. So this is so close to after the interview um, or after the funeral. Uh, so Pam now claim claims in the documentary Bree and I had watched, she like claimed she never actually called Bill and that's a bold faced lie and that he was just harassing her. And then finally she lamented. So Bree, in, do you it, have anything to say about that? In those interviews, I mean, she was just she just seemed like she was full of shit. Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Aunt Kathy was hundred percent right and she was just full of shit the entire time. It was well, and here's, painful here's to listen thing. to her. Yeah. People are stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to, she could have pulled off this perfect crime with these boys. Right. Why would you call somebody? It's it's like uh, Peterson's, uh, the the goofball that's here. Lacey that Peterson, Stacy Peterson's husband, that was the cop in Bolingbrook. He kept going on Larry King and talking to this one and talking to that one. That's how he, excuse me, stepped on his dick. And got caught because he just kept, couldn't keep his mouth shut. And that's what she did. She's going to go on TV and, oh, no, and this and that. I would let people think he's, yeah, he was a big stoner and it was a drug thing gone bad and then it's done. But, no, she kept going on television. It's like she became addicted to it almost, my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's what shines through with the movie. We'll talk about that next week, but that's what shines through with the movie. Mm -hmm. I just like how you can simultaneously insult and compliment someone at the same time. <laughs> like, wow, that guy has a big enough dick where he can trip over he it. He can step right but on also, it. why are yeah. you tripping over it? <laughs> because you can't keep your mouth shut. Bitches be tripping. On dicks. <laughs> on dicks. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a, that's a bad. That's a bad. No, I'm actually going to be like, hey, man, uh, don't step on your dick. <laughs> I'm gonna use it. It's pop stuff on your dick, your dick dude. That's, yeah, it's a good, that's going it's a good in our phrase. merch store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, t-shirts. Yeah, and Don't her step case, on your dick. because you know she doesn't have one. She put her tit in the ringer. How's that one? You know, second <laughs> shirt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in Don't step yeah. on your tits. Yeah, <laughs> that's only me because I'm old. Uh. <laughs> that's a double insult. <laughs> Because it's two of them, you step on. Oh! <laughs> I almost regained my step, and I stepped on the right one. Holy shit! <laughs> I tripped on the left one. Ow! <laughs> Sorry, I did. Oh. I, I brought this off the rails. I no, 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 it's okay. No, it needed. It needed to. It needed to happen. It needed to happen. This is what always goes down. Yeah, it needed to happen. It's fine. It never fails. So, 
um so the the police this was directly against the police request for her not to talk to the media um which she couldn't remember for two days and so uh <laughs> they stopped giving her any information at, at this point they're like girl cray not doing it so um bill the tv producer claims that pam went out of her way to produce the story like even saying like and then you can do like b shots of me in the kitchen and moving this over to here and like have my ring in the shot like blah 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 mm -hmm. um and so this is what began her media i i don't know what to call a parade what is yeah. that called yeah uh yeah media run media parade or yeah or frenzy yeah, yeah. um she was saying how she need to move on less than a week than her husband's death instead of like the standard if i know some if you know something like please call instead like all of her interviews were totally about her and mm. not about the fact that her husband just died um and i don't know brie if you would did she even during the um during her interviews because i fast forward through them did she talk about greg at all not really no <laughs> so par for the course yeah 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 so she's extremely narcissistic yeah. well it seems like it you know yeah. So um, two weeks after Greg's death, the police receive an anonymous call that a 15-year-old girl named Cecilia Pierce, Pierce keeps talking about how she knows the wife killed, planned the killing of Greg. And so um, the police quickly find out that Cecilia was a lower-income student, a lower-income <laughs> student from the bad area from a bad area that went to the school that she had taught at, who idealized and interned for Pam. Um, and Cecilia reveals that she stayed at Pam's house the week before the murder, but the police immediately clock this as like, what the hell? Because Pam had made a detailed list of everyone who had been in her house for the last month and Cecilia wasn't on it. Like she, he, she had even like mentioned like meter maids and like the water delivery person, but didn't mention Cecilia on it whatsoever. So then right after that happens, um, middle-aged Van Vance Latimy brings a gun to the police and says his son's friend may have used it to kill Greg. And so now the police are like, why are all these little kids coming mm -hmm. to the police station about this woman? Like, what is going on? So they take the pistol and they match it to the bullets. And it is definitely the murder we uh, weapon. So they interview the friend who is Ralph Welch. Um, and it turns out that Ralph was living with the Latimy family. Um, and Vance's son's name is jr and he's part of this like whole friend group that all the four of the boys are in so their friend group is jr ralph pete uh and billy billy flynn is the one who unfortunately she ended up having the affair with so ralph says billy has been going around bragging about killing greg and the whole friend group were talking about it um and so he's like did you guys really kill him and they're like no and then he went to the bathroom and they ba he basically overheard them be like 
uh, we did kill him and we're going to kill more people. And so he gets out of the bathroom. And he's like, guys, did you guys seriously kill him? And they're like, yeah, we did. And they like explain like how they did it and everything. Um, and then I had listened to a podcast that love murder podcast that I was telling you guys about. And then for anyone listening, uh, I always put all our sources in the episode notes. So don't worry. We do name our sources. I'm just really bad at it during the episode. Um, so we, uh, nice. they had tried to kill him before. Um, but they had perfect, like the person who was driving, who was Billy purposely got lost on the way to the house, hoping that, you know, they wouldn't have to do it. And then he was like, Oh yeah, we got lost. So we didn't do it. And then she yelled at him and then, they this was actually their second attempt at murdering him oh wow so um ralph says billy has been going around bragging about killing greg um ralph says that pam planned it and so then the police shortly find out that pam got 140k insurance from it because he's an insurance salesman um let's go around the room how much do we think 140k is in 2023 money from 1990. Half a mil. I would say 325. Bree? I'm going to say 450. Mike, you must be like a human calculator. It's 329. Yeah. Wow. It? Yeah, okay. I know in inflation. I, I just looked at inflation numbers today. <laughs> I was on it. Just on, uh, not, not because of the show, just because I'm a psycho. You just knew. Yeah. You wanted to find out how much yeah. those royalties would be worth in, in, in years. Dog shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if we stay this course, guys, our, the, the dollar's not going to be worth shit. But, uh, and it's okay. We're going on crypto. It's fine. I, and I have hedges in that as well. <laughs> so, fuck it. So, all the boys get arrested and Pam finds out who gets arrested because she's calling around to all the kids' houses and at at some point she calls Pete's house and Pete's mom answers the phone and like, like very like shortly is like, yes, he was arrested. Like you could tell like the mom knew mm -hmm. that it had to do with her type of deal. So then now Pam doesn't want to talk to the media anymore all of a sudden. And Bill, the TV investigator tries to go to her house and they show some footage of her being like, Oh no, I'm just so disgusted with all of this. I don't know, Brie, what did you think about all of that? It looked so fake. None of it looked real at all. It, it was completely scripted and woe is me. It wasn't, it wasn't and that's, legit. Th th that's the thing with all of these, you know, like, you know, the Casey Andersons and all all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like where it's just kind of, is that, is that, did I say that right now? I think, mm. I don't know, but, uh, whatever. Hey. Anthony. Yeah. Anthony. Yeah. I was like, something's Anthony. off. I don't know what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I, as soon as I said, I'm like, I fucked up. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but Casey and Anthony. Um, but yeah, like they just aren't believable. Like, just why are you getting? I don't know. If 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 someone that I loved got murdered, I wouldn't want to talk to the press at all. I would just want to be secluded. I'd want to like just tell me what's up, police officers. Let me know what can mm -hmm. I do. And all these fuckers just go and 
nowadays just go talk to the press and just get out and get out in front of it and they think they're like doing themselves a favor and it's just they're incriminating themselves yeah because it's on the record it's on the record at that point yeah this can now be used against you in your court case you yeah. idiot <laughs> like yeah. also stay stupid though that's fine right stay <laughs> stupid and, and honestly you know if you're gonna murder someone just don't say anything <laughs> be quiet. right but here's the thing she picked kids Kids yeah. are going to run around they're and, and they're bragging about it in the bathroom and brag about it in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I, you know, that we were screwed around together. Of course, they're going to talk about sex. They're going to, and they're going to, if they did something that they, everybody's going to think is badass, they're going to talk about it. I so. totally imagine like being like in a teenager's room with like three of your friends. And then, or four of your friends, and then going to the bathroom, like that's like across the hallway, and hearing them talk some shit, and you know, like, like we've all like done that as teenagers, and it's just like, why did you do it to these children? Like, yeah, and this is on a much larger scale. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Anyway. So the boys and Cecilia finally admit that Pam was having an affair with 15-year-old Billy Flynn and convince Billy to get his friends to help them murder Greg. Um, so to get a shorter sentence, Cecilia wears a wire and gets Pam to uh, get some recordings of Pam that are super incriminating. And here I have the transcript. Let's hear it. Wait, I have a question. Why was Cecilia going to be incriminated? She knew about the murder and she had already interviewed with the police before and lied oh. and said she didn't know. Okay. Anything. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So it's accessory after the fact. Yeah. Right? Okay. That is? Okay. All right. Thank you for clarifying. All right. Um, so Cecilia, see what's happening or, or see what, ha seeing what happened. Wouldn't you rather just get divorced Greg from Greg? Uh, Pam. Well, I don't know. You know, nothing was wrong until they fucked fucking told ralph cecilia no shit pam it's their stupid ass faults that they told ralph you know cecilia i can't even believe they told them now they're in jail and like every time i hear motley crew i think of bill pam yeah so do i tell me about it that's the thing i never fucking paid them somebody told me i gave jr a stereo and stuff you know if they get certified as ju juveniles then no one will ever know anything and they'll all be out in a year, you know, when they turn 18. But I'm just like, what the hell? I've already got the best freaking lawyers anyway. Uh, Cecilia, you do? Pam, yeah, but they're fucking wicked expensive. But what, what could I do? Cecilia, obviously you can't afford it. Pam, no goddamn fucking way. I didn't need them. Uh, didn't I need them? But right now they don't have to do anything unless they get arrested. And if I get arrested... Then they have to do shit. And so they can't convict me because of fucking JR's 16 year old word in the slammer facing the rest of his life. Cecilia, well, first of all, didn't you offer to pay? Uh, you didn't offer to pay him, right? Pam, no. Cecilia, so he's not going to say that you offered to pay him. He's going to say that you knew about it before it happened, which is the truth. Pam, right. Well, so then I'll have to say, no, I didn't. And then they're either going to believe me or they're going to believe JR's 16-year-old in the slammer. And then who will they believe? Me, with a professional reputation. And of course, that I teach. You know, that's the thing. They're going to believe me. 
Cecilia, all right. Well, I'll call you, Pam, jokingly about hanging out later. You better be there. I'll come after you with a Rambo knife. Holy shit. I just love that she used Wicked halfway through. Yeah, I did like that she used Wicked, too. I was like, I'm like oh, really that's like Wicked, yourself. Wicked. That's Wicked. I'm like, that's what she from Boston. The yeah. slammer. The slammer. You're going to believe the kid in the slammer? <laughs> oh, my what God. What a see you next Tuesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is disgusting. 15 yeah. years old. Yeah. Wait, wait, but all right, 24. 24 and 15. 15. If it, you know, if she was 64 and they were 55, there is no difference, right? No, no. But when you're in high school and you're in college and you've already been married, why are you hanging out with 15 year olds? Big red flag. Didn't some of these parents see is- this? The rule is half your age plus seven. She broke the rule. Oh my god! Well, she was doing uh, that, that, a commercial no. with them, right? Like oh, filming a commercial a, with them. She was doing yeah. a commercial with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was doing like an orange juice commercial with them. Yeah, so they're all part of her like, thing. Yeah, like one of them did the recording, and the other one helped with the script, and the girl helped with the wardrobe and whatever, and. So they hung out after school and then they ended up hanging out at her house when her husband was out of town and things happened. What a mess. Disgusting mess. Well, um, I do. I don't want to jump ahead in what happened with these other boys because I know Billy Flynn was the one that really took the brunt of everything. Yeah. Um, Did the other ones end up having to go to jail too i don't remember all of them okay all four of them and and the one was one of them the one that was driving the car that was getting lost i would Mm -hmm. give him special dispensation like you knew he didn't want to do it but he didn't that's that's the catholic in me uh he just didn't (laughs) want to back out and look bad in front of the boys so he's just going to pretend oh i'm going to turn left instead of right and i'm going to pretend i got lost so this poor kid's in jail Right. It's because he was driving a car. You know, they it, all were in jail for like a good, like a, a, a significant amount of time. I can't remember. Did they get charged as minors or did they get charged as adults? On that? I believe they all got charged as an, as adults. I think um, it was too. I don't, I remember them bringing that up, but I don't remember the <laughs> outcome of it. But I think it was adults. The disillusion with her and, and just saying, oh, they'll only have like a year and they'll be out because they're juveniles. Like it's just she's like just so disconnected from the heinous act that she did. That would you know just from the transcript that you just read is just it just shows. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the funniest part with this whole documentary because I already knew about that transcript because I had listened to that podcast and she had read part of it too, a different part than what I found. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this woman. Yeah. And um. I so I'm listening to her on this documentary and she's so just a full face liar like yeah she's very selfish dead, I mean dead to rights you know that's that's the that's the thing with this documentary is that she's dead to rights and she's still claiming that it's just like well what about what about this uh you know recording that we have here oh, I, I don't know what that's about or it was taken out of context or mm-hmm. it's, just, it's like get the fuck out of here yeah. Now, how long has she been in jail for? Uh, she's still in jail now. So yeah, isn't she in there for life? Yeah, she's in there for life. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
She got right, cool. life without the possibility of parole. Uh, Brie, can you look up all four of their um, things? Because I didn't actually write that down. Um, but, hey, Kathy, you'll like this because the, the detective that arrested her had a zinger. So on August 1st, 1990, Detective Daniel Peter Petery approached Pamela in her school's parking lot. Smart recognized him, having spoken to him at least six other occasions. Taken by surprise, she asked, what's up? Well, Pam, Peter said in, in the recording, I have some good news and I have some bad news. The good news is that we've solved the murder of your husband. The bad news is you're under arrest. <laughs> good for him. What yeah. for a smart asked first degree murder? Jesus fucking Christ. Uh yeah. Bree, you got it. Um it says where'd it go? Something popped up and then it disappeared. Uh I know they've all been paroled now. <clears throat> yeah. They have been paroled they, mm -hmm. because of their age. Is that is that the the factor involved with it? Is just like they were they were manipulated. They they under they they at least they were mean. all really repentant. Um, Billy was the last one to go, and the last time the I have a quote from the family about it during okay. the last court date. Um, both Randall and Flynn were sentenced to twenty eight years to life in prison. Um, two other teenagers served prison sentences and have been released. Jesus. I mean, what a, I mean, at least they're out, but what a life wasted, you know? Yeah. All four of them. Yeah. yeah. So then when they, Something and, so and it's getting out there, um, there's all this, you, they're in their forties, you know, they're 40 or yeah. a little bit older now. Yeah. And, but this happened X amount of years ago. So now they're probably in their What does it say? How old these guys? I don't know. Well, they're 15 and... Uh, well, they're 45. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so if I, was, if I was seven and they were 15, so let's, that's eight years, they're, four, they're 48. They're going on to... Yeah. They're, they're getting into their 50s. That's right. so crazy. What a life wasted. Like, not just yeah. Greg's, but theirs too. Right. They never... They never had a job. Probably not mm -hmm. even working at the McDonald's. Do you know what I'm saying? Never drove a car. One of them did. But if Billy's 15, he had a learner's permit. Yeah, he's 49 now. Okay, so he's 49. Yeah. Okay. Um, he, you know, he never got to do anything. None of them went to the prom. None of them did any. You know what I'm saying? Like the evolution of how a life should be when you're 15 to the time you're 49. It's just like Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And she, so she ruined five lives i'm not going to put her life in there because that's her problem but yeah. she killed her husband and these four kids and know, not mention, the not, yeah not to mention the, the girl and and the you know the, the greg's the, family the, the, greg's, the wake of all their families you know yeah the yeah. ripple effect that would have yeah. occurred by everything she did sure. and, she's just so um, selfish yeah very selfish human being yeah doesn't right. care that's, about anyone else yeah this this story was wild i mean I, like i said the, the first time i heard of it it was 1995 with um, to die for, um, 
Your mug is amazing, Bree. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, in honor of Matthew Perry, R.I.P. R.I.P. I, 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 I was, I had a little stent with the friends, but uh, that's a huge mug. I'm impressed by how big that I mug know. is. It's a bowl. <laughs> it's amazing. You can eat noodles out of it, or nice. soup, or drink your chai, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> or give a bath to a small kitten. Yes. <laughs> yes. That one, that one perked up Brianna's ears. <laughs> a small kit, a duckling. Yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, let's, we got to make light of it right now. But <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> so don't trip uh, on your tits. Don't trip on your tits, bitch. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. So don't, uh, on your dick, don't trip on your tits. If you, you take anything away from this podcast, oh my god, that could be the same T-shirt. The front could say "Don't trip on your dick." The back could say "Don't trip on your tits, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it, keeping it classy over here. I love it. Oh, <laughs> so, of course we are. Mm -hmm. WMUR, a local news station there during uh, Billy Flynn's 2010 parole hearing, interviewed uh, Greg's family. And uh, his brother, Dean Smart, said, he wasn't only my big brother, he was my best friend. And But because... Billy was so forthright. Dean said that he can redeem himself with great action and hopefully erase the evil things he has done. I think forgiveness is a good thing, but why is there no forgiveness for me? Pamela Smart said to News 9. Okay. Uh, and so uh, Greg's dad said, excuse me, nobody said we get forgive Billy. We said we agree that justice system has done what it was supposed to. There's no way, shape, or form does this family forgive Billy? I don't think she should be free. Dean said, I think she should. I think she orchestrated plan and plotted the whole thing. And the state does as well. That's why the boys are being freed and she is not. His brother, Greg smart also wrote a book called skylights and screen doors. Um, for the book, the inscription reads on May 1st, 1990, Greg smart was gunned down in his home in Derry, New Hampshire, on March 4th, 1991, his wife, Pamela Smart, was placed on trial for accomplice to murder. The sensational aspects of the case sparked a media frenzy that spawned several books and two movies. Now, for the first time, Greg's brother, Dean, reveals the personal side of the tragedy about growing up with a brother he idolized, the true story of the events that led up to the tragic night. A poignant memoir, Skylights, uh, Skylights and Screen Doors, is an affecting story of innocence lost and a brother remembered. Yeah. Which is how he should be. She should yeah. get zero on the recognition scale. But unfortunately, she continues to play the media. And, you know, I didn't do anything. It was them. You know, mm -hmm. these did these four young men ever come out and say it was all her? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's her. It's her. It's her. And, and, yeah. yeah I mean, when they and, were and, first and brought they, in. Yeah. When yeah. they were first brought in, and then over the course of the years, I think they showed ownership and continued to say, "Hey, you know, like, yeah, she did this, but we were manipulated, but we take responsibility." I think is what. Which they are the better person. Mm -hmm. right. They're saying, "I did it, and I should be punished." She's not fessing up to nothing. Right. You know. And and they know that they were wrong, and they but they were manipulated. They were kids, and that's well, I what mean, I think irritated me about this woman. I mean, I mean, she's she's really kind of 
right in her own future then you know because they know it's bullshit and she's not showing remorse and Mm -mm. usually these parole boards they want to see remorse and she's not showing any of it and she's not even taking responsibility so she's kind of you know cementing her fate if you will Mm -hmm. with with her future parole hearing so which is good fuck her yeah um so stay tuned next week we're gonna talk about to die for which is actually a, a like a dark humor type movie um so less depressing than this episode <laughs> yeah 